over, as, as we've come to know, we're learning of the four cups and how powerful it is that this is a feast that we get to experience all four cups, but even just to know that there's more than one cup. Um, we are very familiar with the cup of redemption. This is the cup that's used in communion. This is the one that um, sometimes becomes too familiar to the point that it lacks uh, sometimes the meaning behind it. And the beautiful thing about Passover is during this time we have the ability to personalize each cup, each walk, each movement, the ideas that we rehearse. Um, Passover is about innocent faith, about trust, about humility, and the story of the children of Israel coming out of bondage and getting to their Canaan land, which is known as their victory, um, is one that applies to all of us in every aspect of our lives. Um, fundamentally, the, there's five sins or, or things, setbacks, that, that held the children of Israel from their promised land. And of the five, there's two that stood out to me, but it breaks down primarily to lust, idolatry, fornication, or sexual immorality, tempting Yeshua, and murmuring. And now, the last two are interesting to think about. Uh, tempting Yeshua, it doesn't sound like something I do. It's not <laughs> something that I work on my mind. Yet, in self-reflection, I have walked a life of lawlessness, under the pretense of over-exerting grace and ask for his blessing. And for me, that's a reflection of where there's been a, a level of um, like expectation. And, and that made redemption seem like, oh, he'll redeem. He'll just, he'll just cover it. And for myself, reflecting on why, when, when do I do these things? And, and being able to recognize we're walking into the counting of the Omar. And there's a chance that we get to reflect and see how quickly we fail or how quickly we fall, maybe just myself. Uh, but within moments of today's loving kindness within boundaries, and yet my morning has been tested greatly in this area. But it's easy to point a finger it's hard to self-reflect, and so personalizing each of these cups is so powerful. Um, I know the, the the way that Dad presented yesterday uh, the cup of sanctification, just that he he recently like sanctified their time. I I never recognized how powerful that is, just to know that he literally will give you a chance to start over. And, and he pulls you out of that bondage, and, and the next step is to do with mindset, to do with, uh, yeah. I need to be healed of my mind. I, I've been stuck under under something. And it, it's something that, hang on, my notes decided to freeze up on me. But a people in bondage, it is so easy to find negativity. It's so easy to quickly turn back to what you knew. When you see the children of Israel standing at the Red Sea, there immediately is a moment after seeing miracles, like very recent miracles, and wondering and doubting and having that mindset. To me, it's like, well, don't you know? But we know the story. 
How many times am I in front of something and I forget the miracle right next to me and begin to doubt? And with this cup of redemption, what was highlighted is murmuring for me. Um, being able to walk in a place that we are people that loyalty to Yahweh is no longer in question. He will redeem. He is there. Uh, Moses stood on and when the people were murmuring just to say, look, your Yeshua is here. Like your salvation is, is in way. You will not see these people again. And at the end of that, he said, the Lord will fight for you. And yeah. one of the most powerful, I wish my notes didn't freeze up, but I guess it's meant to be. Um, <laughs> I did it. It was me. <laughs> Probably. But it, it's so powerful that there's a moment there that for them to remember that he will be there. He is there. And so in our... Uh, partaking of this cup, the the biggest thing is recognizing moments of murmuring. We we all come against things that are difficult. We all come in, and do we believe he redeemed us? Because there's a mindset that we have to change. We have to change from victim to victor. Right. Yeah. And the whole yeah. process of uh, of the, the Passover highlights so many attributes that I struggle with. And as we personalize this cup and personalize the things that are happening, we have the ability to be in the place that, like, to be a, a, a bride that is in her fullness, to walk the way we were meant to. The, the act of the afikoman bag, or the, the rehearsing of the afikoman bag, and, and taking the, the lesser part, and looking for the larger part, there's so much that he ties between each of his feasts and each of the things that we're doing, because there is coming a time that there will be a, the other half called in, and that is up to us. But how do we do that in and of ourselves if we don't look at it internally? And, and this was the walk that the children of Israel did the whole time. And again, when Yeshua was here on earth, this is the gift he gave us. So you see him pull us out, help clean our minds, and give us something. And, and that's what this cup is. So um, I know some people grab their glasses, but I will have everyone come up to grab your glasses really quick. All right. So Sally is going to uh, come around and pass out. Uh, some of the matzo, um, and then we're gonna kind of once she gets this all out, I'll I'll pray over us, and then we'll just partake as families, and then mom has something to share about the matzo. With this particular cup, obviously we notice now we have a, a matzo, and we know in communion this represents his body that was broken for us. And during this cup, the timing of Yahweh is so intentional. There was a time that they were at the Red Sea. There was a time that he was, at, he was uh, rehearsing this feast with his, his close ones. And there was a time that, that his body was broken. Like All of these things fall in certain lines and times, even if they're in kind of different timelines. And so with this third cup of redemption, um, it is why we typically have 
uh, communion is recognized with the bread as well. So um, I'll pray over us, and then we'll uh, take a, partake of our third cup, and then uh, afterwards uh, the, the bread. So Yahweh, we thank you for the intentionality you have over this family. We thank you for the promises, uh, the path, and, and and that you cover every aspect down to our time. Uh, Yahweh, we thank you for the gift that you have given us through your son uh, and, and his body that was broken for us. And so we thank you for redemption, but also we walk as a people recognizing it's no longer uh, a freedom to doubt your loyalty, but that we are yours. And we love you and we say this in your name. Amen. Amen. And then there's more. <laughs> but I know that we get the whole day to engage the cup. So there's something about, I mean, we're just a family that likes to engage. And to know everything that we're ingesting, why we're ingesting it, what we do. And so what I wanted to um, add about this cup, like Derek said, this is the cup that we're always doing every Friday night. So like he said, it can become very familiar. And sometimes we'll even forget what it is that we're engaging even on a Friday night. This is the cup of redemption. And this cup, as you are drinking it, there's a promise in Exodus 6. And that promise uh, that's correlated with this is, I will redeem you with an outstretched arm. Now, some of us are like, okay, we know because that's the cup of redemption. So what does redeem mean? Redeem means compensate. So all that's been lost, Remember this morning when we dipped our finger and everything that's been lost to go through the journey, this is where he says, not only am I going to take you out from under, and am I, I'm going to deliver you, which means move you from a place of loss, but into a place of redemption where he says, I will restore to you everything that's been taken. This is, the definition is uh, redeem is to add to. This is the cup as you're drinking it that he wants to add to your life. Not just take you from one place to the next. Dwayne just got breath, I could see it. He went like this. Right? But this is the as we as we drink of this, it's so easy to be like, he's my redemption, or he redeemed me. What does redeem mean? It means, just like what he was talking about even with time, it means to add to. There's gain in this cup. Now he wants to give to you. He wants to compensate. This is his purchase cup. This is where it cost him something. So he takes the loss so you can be given something. This is the exchange. Everything before was all about you in the sense of taking you from one place to the next. But this cup is where he says, let me put myself in the position you were in and let me exchange that and I'll pay for it so that you can move forward in game. This is the cup you make amends. This is where you, it's, it's, um, it, it's the cup that, this, just the, the, this is the addition to cup. So when we, when we say redeem, he's redeeming some things. So when you go through a process, there's loss that, that comes with that process. But at the same time, in his third promise, I will redeem you. What he's saying is, I will, I am going to pay back 
everything you went through. So if your generations have been through 400 years of oppression, this is the cup and the promise where he says, I will give you back that time. I will give you back everything that was lost. This is where he purchases things for you to have it. Isn't that a powerful cup to be able to engage in? So I want to read, uh, I want to read um, uh, 2 Peter 1, 5 through 9. And remember the process as I read through this, because everything that Derek was talking about, it's hard to engage in a cup like this if you're forgetting and murmuring. So if you're constantly complaining, well, you didn't do enough, this is the cup that says, not only have I done enough, have I taken you one, one place to the next, but I'm promising you that I'm going to give you back. How many of us left a place and the first thing we did was murmur that we didn't get that meal? Right. right, that big old meal on Sunday morning, or you know, the you know, you leave you leave one system into the next, and all of a sudden the new system is completely chaotic. It's completely upside down. You have no idea if man is going to come the next day. It's coming out of heaven. You've never seen this stuff before, and it's organic. And you're with family, and you're just with your sandals, and you don't have your comfy chairs, and you don't have your comfortability. Your you know your smiles, and you live your life, and you don't have this system that you were once in. But and we all say amen. But how many of us were like, yeah, but that was that was that was that was nice. That was I just had to show up on one day of the week and I could live however I wanted and nobody pressed me and nobody touched me and nobody got close to me and nobody judged not judged me, but I mean when I'm running up against somebody, all of a sudden everything that I struggle with is getting exposed, right? So it's this is too close, this is too intimate. I mean I was just talking to the boys outside, they were saying nobody wants this. It's a fear of theirs. How do I move forward if, if nobody wants this? And it's true. Not many people want to rub up that way. So, like Derek said, how many of us will murmur about the thing that's over here when we're forgetting about what he just did? But he's saying, I promise, I promise I am going to redeem it and give you everything above and beyond. But sometimes we have to walk through that process to trust that he's going to be able to do it. So, Remember that as we read um, uh, 2 Peter 1, 5 through 9. Let me make sure I'm reading the right one. Now, for this very reason, making every effort, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly love, and to brotherly love love. For if these qualities are in you and increasing, they keep you from becoming idle and unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Yeshua the Messiah. But anyone who lacks these qualities is blind, nearsighted, because he has forgotten his cleansing from past sins. Therefore, brothers and sisters, make all the more effort to make your calling and election certain. For if you keep doing these things, you will never stumble. For in this way, and for in this way, entry into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Messiah Yeshua, will be richly provided for you. Therefore, I intend to keep reminding you of these things, even though you know them and are well grounded in the truth that you have. I think it right to stir you up in as a reminder. So again, this cup is to remind us that not only has he redeemed, but we have to remember. Yeah. We have to remember that he is adding to us virtue. Virtue, knowledge. Knowledge, self-control. Self-control, patience. Because if you start to stumble and you start to complain and, and forgetting what it is that he did, then, then, then the walk becomes more difficult. Amen? Yeah. So this is the cup that we're engaging in. And then um, Missy was reminding me 
of this matzah teaching, and Derek touched on it, but if you guys remember, the reason why we do the Aki Komen back search, do you guys all remember that? Why do we do it? Yeah. yeah. So traditionally, there's always three pieces. And this is so powerful because this represents Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The middle cracker represents the Son, Yeshua, that was broken in half. One half is here with the Father and the Holy Spirit. The other half is in the Afikoman bag, out where we go out and we search. Right now, Yeshua is a divided house. Okay? Because Yeshua doesn't have both houses together yet. So that's why his body is broken. So when Derek says that in us, he's made whole, what's happening is, is all of the next generation went out and searched for the, for the lost house, brought it back. And as we partake with that matzah right now, what's happening is, is you're putting that lost house inside of you where he resides, and that's where the house becomes one. And so we're rehearsing what's to come. And so there's symbolism. Every time we do communion, it's not just that his body broke, but recognizing and remembering that he's still broken in the sense that his story is not finished, and he needs you to finish it. Like Derek said, and with us being able to partake, communion is such a powerful thing, because when you partake in that, you are making him whole within you, within the house. That, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So we get to engage with that right now. Mm -hmm. so that 